This show is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So just as we were welcoming Gogs Mackay back to the Paracast, I get a phone call. And the phone call says, congratulations, you just won some kind of cruise on Norwegian lines, whatever that is. Now, isn't that exciting? I want a cruise. Of course, it's one of those spam calls. It's no real thing like that. Do you get telemarketing calls in Scotland? We absolutely do, and they're such a pain because they always come like 6 p.m. at night when people are you know, busy getting their dinner and stuff. I don't know if you can do it in the States. I presume you can, over here, you can choose to go on a preferential list in which most of these numbers are banned, so they kind of screen them out, but it doesn't screen them out totally. And as you know, the Paracast Forum proudly says that we do not give out people's email addresses to other companies, but there are so many things that we all have to sign up for these days online, and they're all swapping people's details around. You know, I do, do not like that practice at all. We have something called the Do Not Call Registry, which is a part of the Federal Trade Commission in the United States. And there are legal penalties for people who violate this. And a now departed relative used to run a company where he would do telemarketing. So you'd get lists from list brokers. And in theory, they would have to, before they sold you the list, run those numbers against the do not call registry. And you can download for lots of money those call lists. The problem is, as you realize, I'm on the do not call list for three phone numbers. And I assure you, we get one, two, or three calls from every single one. Because a lot of these marketers don't care. If they're not selling you legitimate merchandise, why would they obey the law? And that's the problem. Let me ask you something before we go on with our guest. And a little bit later on, we'll be talking about a book called Legend Tripping, The Ultimate Adventure. And it's nothing about substances. It's about physically going on trips. Robert C. Robinson will tell us about that. But I wondered about the word tripping when I read the title. In any case, obviously, we're talking about Brexit. And in Scotland, you said you want to stay, but other people said we want to go. Well, that's the interesting thing, because the first minister, kind of like Scotland's prime minister, recently, when the Scottish independence referendum happened, a majority of the electorate in Scotland voted to remain within the United Kingdom, uh, Scotland. And so Nicola Sturgeon, our first first minister, she is not like uh, respecting the view of the people who voted in the independence referendum because they voted to stay. But with this referendum, just because in Scotland a majority of people happen to vote to remain to be part of the European Union, 
now she's suddenly saying, oh, we should be listening to the people of Scotland and, you know, we voted to stay in. And it's quite strange that, you know, when it's a decision that she likes, she's happy to sort of say, listen to people of Scotland. But when it's one she doesn't like, i.e. she lost the independence referendum, she doesn't respect the will of the electorate then. So that's just typical politics, though, is it? Very typical. And then someone who was supposed to be a candidate for prime minister to replace David Cameron... Well, apparently he pulled out. And now we're having second thoughts, I hear. And I'm going to be brief about this because we don't like to get too much into politics. And we did. We had John Alexander a few weeks back. And some people loved it. Some people said, why are you doing this? But politics gets into everything. And that is people feel, at least some people, they were misled over what Brexit means. And the people pushing this had this website up telling you what great things are going to come if you only vote to leave. And as soon as the vote is finished and leave gets 52% of the vote, the website almost completely disappears. All the promises are gone. And now I hear almost 4 million people have signed a petition to hold another referendum. But the more confusing part, and you can sort this out, Gogs, the referendum is not binding. They're not forced to act. It is not, the result of it is not, doesn't automatically become like a, a signed act of parliament. However, they absolutely have to go with the result because if governments start having, oh, well, we'll have a second referendum because we didn't like the first result and stuff, then people would just think, what is the point in ever voting in any referendum if when they don't get the result they want, they just have another one. So no matter how many people hate this in government or whatever, the one people who want it to remain, they will respect it because it would just be a breakdown of British democracy if we kind of ignored it and just tried again. As much as people don't like it, they'll just have to live with it. Now, I'm hearing all sorts of stories that they're trying to find a way out of it. But I also wonder, and I don't understand UK politics at all, or even USA politics for that matter. But why couldn't the resolution be set up as a binding resolution? So there would be no question. Wouldn't it have been more productive to tell the people up front, no, this is not a non-binding thing. What you vote is what you get. No, no, it, it is a totally binding thing. It's just people are saying, yes, it, to the letter of the law, a referendum result just basically is a way to ask people what they think should do on certain issues. And it doesn't automatically translate into like some signed act of parliament. However, it might as well be because there's no way any government in the UK can ignore the result because it's very, very seldom these referendums happen. Only on the biggest, biggest of questions that maybe governments don't want to take the fall for going one way or the other. Yes, it is kind of an advisory thing. It's just a thing that governments do to listen to the electorates, feel out the, the public pulse, if you like. But there's no way that they can go against it because then democracy is gone. You think, well, why ever have referendums if you just change the results? So it may probably isn't legally totally binding, but it might as well be because there's no way they're going to ignore the result. Right. But they're trying to kick the can down the road. So Cameron is quitting and he says he won't consider it. Therefore, his successor will. Yeah. And then to make matters worse, you have those millions of people who said, let's do, do over because we were misled. A lot of people said they didn't realize the consequences and they were misled over what happened. 
Anyone I, could say that after like a, an election or anything. Anyone could say, oh, but they kind of lied. You expect politicians to say whatever to get their way. But if people happen to just read one website and listen to that without checking other things, really, that's kind of their fault. But I doubt, I didn't look at this website and I doubt that many people actually were going online look at most people don't take politics so seriously that they will be doing lots and lots of research online they usually already have a formulated view or maybe they're 50 50 and get swayed but you know maybe some people don't didn't fully understand but really that's their fault you know it's a this was a big thing and if they didn't inform themselves about what this really meant then really that's you know that's their bad luck i'm afraid they'll just have to live with it well, just think, folks, if you vote for Donald Trump here in the USA as president of the United States, it's not a joke. And you can't just say if you don't like what he does, you're fired without going through lots and lots of pain. Just want to mention that. I'm not going to ask Goggs now, but maybe later on about what he thinks about the Trump phenomenon. So Goggs Mackay is our guest co-host. Chris O'Brien's on special assignment this week. That's why he's not here. He will be back for the After the Paracast podcast. So in the meantime, check out the Paracast Plus at plusplus.theparacast.com. We give you the After the Paracast podcast, a commercial-free version of this show, show transcripts, more videos coming, classic episodes. We just put up five classic episodes from 2010, commercial-free I've got more to upload, and I'll do that probably in the next few days. So we offer this for a modest subscription rate, The Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. The book is Legend Tripping, The Ultimate Adventure, and the author is Robert C. Robinson. And this is going to be an exciting one, folks, with guest co-host Goggs Mackay and Gene. You're in The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect, and most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkeysoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. 
Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids. EPA, DHA, insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. On the Paracast this week, our guest co-host is Gogs Mackay, Chris O'Brien on special assignment. I love that. I never go on special assignment. I'm always here. You know, if nobody else is here, I'm here. I have to talk to myself. But we're not going to let me talk to myself anymore because I understand that's crazy and they put you away for that sometimes. But we do have a, a great book to look at. It's called Legend Tripping, The Ultimate Adventure. Our guest is Robert Robinson. Welcome to the Paracast, Robert. Thank you, Gene. I do notice looking over the book that my old good buddy, Lauren Coleman, wrote the forward. How did you rope Lauren into doing that? Uh, I've uh, been a fan of Lauren for many years. In fact, his book, Mysterious America, was one of the uh, key books that got me legend tripping. So I, mean, I, uh, I met him a couple times, first time at Ripley's, and then I met him another time at a convention. And I basically just kept saying, Lauren, I'm rewriting my book, and I'd, I'd really, really like you to do the forward because, I mean, this book probably wouldn't be in existence if it hadn't been for your book. 
So I think I drove him a little crazy about it. I think after the, the end, he kind of relented. He said, all right, fine, I'll do the forward for it. It's the grudging forward. <laughs> well, like I said, uh, you know, me and him are really good friends. Uh, like I said, I consider him kind of the mentor uh, a lot of, in a lot of the things that I do with, uh, you know, the unexplained and stuff. And uh, like I said, being a big fan of his books and stuff, it was just it just seemed fitting that he should do the uh, the forward for the book. So the so, ultimate question is, how did you get involved in this mess? I've been into the uh, a fan, as you will, of the unexplained since back in the days of that TV show in search of, you know, hosted by Leonard Nimoy. And I read books about it. And I saw that movie, The Legend of Boggy Creek, which like a lot of people scared me. And then, uh, you know, I didn't like being scared of stuff, so I started reading up on it, and I actually started getting really interested in it. So I've just been a big fan of it. So, uh, you know, I, I did a little bit, at, uh, you know, I was a senior in high school, nothing serious that if you see in my book. But then I joined the military, and unfortunately, you know, in the military, they don't give you a lot of time to go out and, and go do stuff like that. So when I retired in 2003, uh, I came down to Florida and I hooked up with Bifro and did a couple skunk ape uh, expeditions. And my wife, who's a um, is into the paranormal, she I uh, went with her on some ghost, some ghost uh, paranormal investigations. And the thing that why we came up with the term legend tripping is I didn't want to be called a paranormal investigator, and she didn't want to be uh, you referred to as a monster hunter. So we found the term legend tripping, which kind of you know, fits the whole category. Plus, you know, we're uh, both members of MUFON. And um, and I, I kind of, anything unexplained or anything weird, I like to go out and look at. Well, certainly this is a way to do it. So this is a travelogue then, very much, a paranormal travelogue. Yes, it is. Travelogue slash guidebook. Yes, absolutely. You say guidebook in what respect? In some of the chapters, I, I go step by step on actually how to do a... Uh, a uh, Bigfoot hunt, a ghost hunt, a uh, to go out and look for UFOs, to look for, uh, you know, um, crypt, uh, lake and uh, river cryptids, you know, like Champ and uh, some other uh, monsters like that. And to go look at, uh, you know, to go uh, do what I call legend tripping day trips, which is to go check out areas that, you know, you can't really stay there all night because of various reasons, you know, but you can go out there and check them out. I see you've got a, a quite a handy uh, list near the start of the book of do's and don'ts to do with, you know, going on fishing, camping trips. Can you explain, Robert, actually what legend tripping actually means in this sense? In fact, I get asked that a lot. The term that I came up with legend tripping is to go on a, uh, a journey to uh, look for something unexplained, like Bigfoot, haunted houses, uh, uh, lost treasure, UFO sightings, stuff to that nature. Yeah, so so people have been doing this, you know, for a long time, looking for the Loch Ness Monster or whatever. And is it you yourself who's coined the term legend tripping? No, no, actually the term legend tripping has been around for quite a while. In fact, uh, you know, going back in book, uh, Tom Sawyer is actually considered a legend tripper. You know, some of the uh, books that we've read on uh, certain people... Um, Ivan T. Sanderson, it definitely falls under the term of legend tripping. I don't know the exact time it was actually coined. Unfortunately, during the 80s, it was actually given a bad rap as where kids were sneaking into buildings, you know, supposedly doing ghost hunts. But they were, unfortunately, you know, they were illegally breaking into these buildings and getting, you know, nailed with vandalism and trespassing. So it was kind of given a, 
a bad rap. And then later it was just kind of, I found the term and I decided I wanted to bring it out of the bad, out of the, uh, the darkness and take it into a, a different uh, direction and make it, uh, you know, a good term. I'm a child of the 60s. So when you say tripping, I don't think of going on a road trip to look at paranormal sites. I think of sitting in a room or with a bunch of people tripping. But that's just me. Well, yeah, I understand that. And I have, in fact, I've even, if you look up the uh, definition of tripping, there's actually two definitions. There's one, uh, you know, having uh, a rather really good time on certain hallucinated drugs. And there's one that's just having a great time on a trip. Perhaps some people actually combine the two meanings. They go looking for a ghost or whatever, but, you know, doing the actual uh, hallucinogens as well. Can you imagine that in a haunted house? Well, it, it could go one way. It could be very great or just the worst nightmare ever. I, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but luckily most people have been taking it the right way. I haven't had anybody coming up to me and, and, and saying, hey, uh, what is it? We're, we're going out looking for Bigfoot and, and tripping out on drugs when we're out there. Luckily, they, they've taken it in the, in the good context that I wanted them to. Do, Robert, do you, think, do you think there's more, like, you know how there's now uh, far more uh, ghost shows on TV and stuff like that? Do you think this kind of, like, people getting together on a weekend and maybe going away for a day or two and just basically as a, almost like a, a leisure pastime going to places to see about these legends, you know, maybe the Bridgewater Triangle or, or whatever. Do you think this is kind of like becoming a more common thing, almost as a leisure pursuit? People going to have a look at these things, look for ghosts, look for champy, whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think with the popularity of certain TV shows, you know, Paranormal and you got Finding Bigfoot and uh, Destination Truth and all that, more and more people out there are getting more curious about, you know, the world around them. And they are, you know, they are going out looking for this stuff, which is not hard to do. You know, you can go on any website and find out, you know, where the local, uh, latest Bigfoot sighting was or check, you know, areas where, you know, there's uh, supposedly haunted places. And, you know, and there's other things out there. You know, there's a lot of lost treasures out there that people still haven't found. Um, and, you know, looking for Champ or, uh, you know, Nessie. Um, just to throw that out, uh, Gordon out there, my mother's uh, born in, in Edinburgh, Scotland, so I grew up uh, uh, in parts of Britain growing up. But um, um, that's a good pedigree. <laughs> We've got a lot more to talk about legend tripping, and we'll give you some guidance on how to do some of this traveling yourself. And maybe if I stop being a hermit, I'll try. Robert Robinson joins us. Gogs Mackay as our guest co-host with Gene and Gogs, you're in the podcast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pilla. Do you have the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro 1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Gox McKay is our guest co-host. Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. We're legend-tripping, folks. 
with Robert Robinson. And when you see him on his connection via Skype, he's using a video connection. And he has this kind of hat that he wears that looks to me tailor-made for somebody who does a lot of traveling. <laughs> uh, actually, the only reason I have it on today, this morning, the wife had me out landscaping. And here in Florida, the sun is just brutal. So... I had to have a hat on. I just didn't take it off yet. <laughs> so, you know, what happens here is you spend 20 years in the military taking yes, orders. Sir. Yes, sir. And you come home. Mm-hmm. He gives me proper respect, sir. You see that? <laughs> you don't want to hear what my wife calls me. And now when you're home, you're still taking orders from Mrs. Robertson. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> but she sounds like a great lady. Listen, let's ask the serious questions here. First of all, what were the guidelines in choosing where to go to put this book together? How did you choose the places to go and to cover? Initially, when I first wrote the book, it seemed to be kind of grounded toward the East Coast and, uh, and basically in Florida. And I wasn't happy with the way it first came out. I contacted, uh, actually, I was friends with uh, David uh, Childress, uh, one of the hosts on the TV show Ancient Aliens. Sure, David's an old friend of ours. Yeah. And I told him kind of my dilemma. And he said, well, send me the book. I want to take a look at it. Well, he contacted me and said, I want to put it back out again, but I want some really drastic changes to it. And I said, I couldn't agree more. So he kind of tied up a, um, a table of contents, as you were, and said, this is where I kind of like to see the, uh, the book go, which, to be honest with you, it was like a godsend because my, the first time I put it out, I hate to say it, my book lacked the right direction I wanted it to go, and it didn't flow. When he'd sent me that um, a table of contents and I started going, it's practically a brand new book than what the original book was I put out. And this time it's, it's more organized, it flows. And I mean, he had some great ideas that I put into it. And instead of making it just an East Coast book or in Florida, I expanded it all over the United States and parts of Canada too. That way anybody you know from California can pick up and say, oh, okay, look, the Winchester House, I know where that's at. Or people over in Arizona can sit there and say, oh, look, the uh, the birdhouse cage. Okay. When it comes to Bigfoot, I mean, Bigfoot's practically in every state with the exception of, uh, you know, Hawaii. And, and I don't, don't know if he's really been seen in Rhode Island or not. There's all kinds of stuff in each everybody's state. And they're not hard to find. Robert, is this the first book you've written? No, actually, my first book was called Legend Trip in the Ultimate Family Adventure. And I kind of geared it toward a way for parents to get their kids away from video games and get them out doing things. Because the whole thing was that, you know, the reason kids are into video games is because they don't have the adventure that we had as a kid, you know, like the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew and Three Investigators and all that. They don't have that sense of, you know, they, they have their adventures through video games. Well, I thought maybe getting them out and taking them on a real adventure to go look for Bigfoot or go do a haunted house might be a good way to do it. But uh, the first book kind of, I would say, when the people pick up that book, they, you know, the legend tripping, they want to know how to go look for Bigfoot. They don't want to be told, hey, I'm a crappy parent. You know, I already know that. That's why I bought your book. So we took all that stuff out and I expanded on some stuff. And I did a lot more. Like I said, it's practically a brand new book from the original one. I took a lot of chapters out that didn't really need to be there. And I mean, there is a small little section where I talk about, hey, parents, if you're looking for a good way to get your kids out, this is a good way of doing it. You can make it a family thing because, I mean, I've taken my family out there in the woods looking for Bigfoot for me. I suppose you're a quite a, um, a fortunate 
author in terms of alternative knowledge because, you know, not too many people manage to get someone with the experience in publishing uh, alternative knowledge books like David Hatcher Childress. He's been, you know, been publishing loads of books on a wide variety of topics of UFOs, ghosts, ancient mysteries and stuff. So I suppose his help was pretty invaluable in shaping the book that turned out that's published I, now. David was a godsend. I mean, there wouldn't have been this book had he uh, you know, taken an interest in it. I can't begin to thank him for stepping in and, you know, not only republishing it, but, you know, making the book 10 times better than it was before. You know, because, I mean, the first time I put it out, I said, eh, I'm not happy with this. You know, now I got a book, I, I'm happy to hand it to somebody and say, hey, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with this book. This is what I wanted to put out the first time. All right, now, let's prepare trips. Understand, I don't travel much. So I may not be your target audience, but let's assume someone does. My son lives in Madrid. He loves to travel. And he has an interest in these subjects, and maybe he and his friends would want to take a trip like this. So you decide, I want to go look for Bigfoot or check a place where they find UFOs, maybe the Mysterious Valley, whatever. How do you equip yourself for making trips like this? It's not just taking your camera or your iPhone or something. It's got to be something more involved. Yeah, in fact, I um, yes. Quick answer to that, yes, you do. You actually have to sit down and make yourself out a list. For the first and foremost is you've got to figure out what you want to go out and look at. Uh, do you want to go look for Bigfoot? Hypothetically, you want to go look for Bigfoot. Get on the Internet and find out, you know, here where there was a local sighting. So I'm going to use Florida as an example. Oh, okay, I found out there was some sightings down in Maica. Um, and then, of course, you know, I always say never go out there by yourself. And I always stress, do not go out there by yourself. Things can happen. And uh, you put yourself a, a list of stuff together. And, and in my book, I came up with a list of stuff that you should always take out there. Never assume that it, you know, you're just going to go out there that day with a camera and a flashlight and nothing's going to happen. I mean, I've seen, when I've been on a couple of Bifro trips, we had to continually go out and find people that got lost. And when you found them, all they did was, you know, they didn't have anything. Some of them were dehydrated because they had been lost for, uh, you know, most of the day. So what I always say is make a list and then always plan for the worst. Not saying you have to be a doomsday prep or anything like that, but you always got to assume Something might go wrong. You know, you might be out there a little longer than you thought you, you might get lost. When I go out there, I have a little backpack that I take with me, that I have everything that I need. But I also take uh, steps to make sure that things don't happen. Like, in other words, when I go out looking for Bigfoot, I go to the area during the daytime and I do a scout out and I check out the area with my uh, team or the people I'm taking out there. And we go check it out during the daytime and just kind of get a, a lay of the land. Then we come back, and then when we get, you know, nighttime, we go ahead and assign people certain areas. Usually at nighttime, I like to keep people on, you know, main trails and all that stuff. Here in Florida, you know, we got swamps and all that, and we got some pretty nasty critters out here like alligators and bears and panthers. So I like to keep them mostly on the, the roads. Somebody say, well, you're not going to see Bigfoot that way. Yeah, you are. I mean, if they're out there and they want, you know, you get lucky enough to see one, you know, because that. You look at the sightings, that's where they're seen. They're seen on the road, they're seen by rivers, they're seen in, uh, on, on paths. And, um, you know, I make sure all the teams take stuff out there with them. They have radios or they have their cell phones and their cell phones, uh, you know, got a good charge. And they have an understanding of what area they're going to be at. And when I have some, usually I have to take some young adults with me, I give them what they call a, a safety 
uh, necklace. And on it is a whistle, a flashlight, and a compass. So if they happen to get lost, they're told to stay where they're at and start blowing the whistle and turn the flashlight on. And we'll usually come over there and get them. Yeah, we, we live now in a world uh, post-missing 411. You know, the books of David Polides. And yes. these days, no. I'm so surprised that anyone would maybe go hiking in the woods or a national park alone. <laughs> I, well, I, I say it, in fact, I think I say it about four or five times in my book, do not go out by yourself. Yeah, good advice for any time. Uh, while it's on the top of my mind just now, Robert, I noticed that looking down the index of your book, I noticed at the end, the last couple of chapters, about hidden treasure. Is there any mention of the Bell Island mystery there? No, I don't know. I mean, there's so many out there. I just yeah. kind of... I just hit up uh, you know, some of the popular ones, like the Oak Island uh, Money Pit. Uh, Sorry, that's it. Beg your pardon. I think it was Oak Island I was actually referring to. Oh, yeah. My mistake. Let's do our break here, guys, and then we'll continue. We'll do some more legend tripping. We're at least getting prepared with Robert Robinson and our guest co-host, Gogs Mackay, making his special return to the Paracast. With Gene and Gogs, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. 
This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step 1. Stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything. Your home, your car, even your life savings. Step 2. Call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-941-5257. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-941-5257. Step 3. Congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-941-5257. That's 1-800-941-5257. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Notice how gentle he does that, Gogs Mackay, sounding better than ever. Robert Robinson, the book is Legend Tripping, and we're preparing for our trip. Now, and you ever think here, if you go into an area, Robert, you've got Bigfoot, maybe you've got UFO sightings, you ever think, hey, maybe they will decide to capture you. You'll get abducted by a UFO or something. Well, I mean, there are plenty of stories out there of that happening, you know, and uh, as the stories go, you know, virtually anybody can be abducted by aliens. It doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, there are some stories that do tie in where Bigfoot has been seen, where there has been some UFOs. So, I mean, I mean, I haven't had any experience with that. And, but I, you know, I always keep an open mind for everything that's going on out there. Okay, uh, so you're not really, in this case, making a decision or theory about what these things are. This is a way to learn more, to discover, to have some fun. You ever think here of starting a legend tripping travel agency? <laughs> that's a neat idea but i tell you that sounds like it takes some money but uh there are a lot of places now that are specializing in doing that i mean there's a lot of uh you go into a lot of these towns like saint augustine florida and savannah georgia that specialize in and doing ghost hunts around the various parts yeah uh, they're really cashing in on the paranormal ghosting a lot of places it's definitely on the up and up and there's definitely a market for people who would pay to you know, go and see things and have a, a guide, if you like. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in London, they do a tour of uh, Jack the Ripper, you know, the Jack the Ripper murders. And uh, I remember doing that when I was a young kid. Uh, we did that. Of course, as a young kid, you know, it kind of bored me because they didn't have any pictures or anything. You just had a gentleman walking around saying, this is Randy Chapman was killed right here. And, you know, you know, I know in Loch Ness, you can definitely get on. Um, they have boat rides that take you around the lock and stuff. And I believe there's a museum. Actually, I think there's two museums up there. And uh, over in California, Bigfoot is definitely becoming a more of a, I mean, there's more museums. Now in Georgia, I've got a book signing coming up this weekend uh, at the uh, Expedition uh, Bigfoot, the Sasquatch Museum up in Cherry Log, Georgia, which uh, is, is going to be my first book signing. So, I mean, there's plenty of things out there to definitely stir the, the imagination. In fact, you got Ripley's Believe It or Not museums, which yes. I don't know if you've ever been in any of those. They all have a section on local legends and stuff in there. In relation to Bigfoot specifically, do you fall down with it maybe thinking it's a, a flesh and blood cryptid or maybe it's more of a paranormal entity? Because these kind of sightings where maybe there's some strange Bigfoot encounter alongside uh, some UFO encounter... And there's times where they just seem to disappear or, you know, footprints just stop and they, you know, there's no explanation of where they've gone and they're so difficult to actually find. Do you have any thoughts on that about whether Bigfoot might actually exist? And if so, is it a paranormal creature or just flesh and blood kind of primate? Well, at this point in time, and again, this at this point in time, I'm, I'm looking at it as a flesh and blood creature. I keep, like I said, I keep an open mind on everything going on. These animals here are, um, you know, I don't think there's as many out there as there, there used to be, you know, with everything going on in the uh, on the planet. I do, like I said, there are stories about these things being seen, you know, around where UFO sightings have happened. Uh, as far as the paranormal thing goes, somebody once was telling me about these animals are able to make themselves invisible and that they go into a vortex, into a different dimension. And my only thinking on that one is, if this animal has the ability to do that and go into different, why isn't it running the planet versus it, the humans being in charge? So, I mean, a lot of questions out there. I mean, I haven't seen anything other than physical evidence to the point that this animal is a flesh and blood. But, you know, again, I keep an open mind. I've had, I had had some people telling me stories about where they've seen some weird lights and landing Nelson that later on they saw Bigfoot. So again, I keep an open mind. Um, but as, as far as I approach going out looking for it, I, I go looking for it as a, uh, a flesh and blood creature. Have you had any paranormal experiences of any kind yourself? UFO sightings, anything? Oh, I wish I had, but no, I don't have any UFO. My wife has seen a, U- a UFO and my uncle has. And, uh, but um, as far as UFOs go, I mean, I've been out to Area 51 when I was in, uh, still in the military station out at Fort Bliss. But we didn't see anything that night. We went out. Uh, Paranormal-wise, um, you know, we've been out to a couple things that we've had. Some Like when we were filming, a, uh, I w- we did the TV show Wife Swap back in 2010. And when we were filming the ghost segment uh, in this house where it was, you know, there was supposedly a, a guy had committed suicide... Me and the camera guy were sitting there on the couch, just sitting there waiting while they were doing something else. And he had a camera set up and the thing just kind of moved by itself. We both looked at each other and said, did you see that? And we got up and we were trying to figure out how it, it moved. And we were trying to make it do, you know, see if you could find a logical explanation why it, it, it did what it did. But 
you know, we couldn't. In fact, the camera guy was kind of a little like, wow, I've never seen it do that before. You know, we had one time uh, with my family at a uh, Jupiter lighthouse. We heard something coming up the steps and I thought it was my mother-in-law. And we both looked inside and there was nothing up in, inside there. But you could hear something walking up the stairs. So that was kind of that was kind of weird. I haven't seen a, a, a ghost. It's not for lack of trying. And uh, we've hooked up with a local ghost hunting group out of Tampa. So we're definitely still out there ghost hunting as well as uh, uh, Bigfoot hunting as well. An apparition is the one paranormal experience I'm pretty sure. Well, I did have an experience whether it was actually a true apparition uh, remains to be seen. I hadn't seen anything that even remotely close to what I would call a UFO until relatively recently, although it's another one, it was kind of unclear. But I suppose, I wonder, I wonder, I'm one of those people who would just love to have a great UFO sighting. Uh, Chris O'Brien, who's not here today, he's had quite a number. And for instance, Gene, who admits himself he's quite a kind of hermit, he doesn't go out too much, but he's been into UFOs for a fair length of time and he hasn't seen one either. It just seems to be that sometimes there seems to be a certain type of person or personality, I don't know what, but they seem to have all the luck with these things. And this is discounting people who may be frauds, hoaxers, liars. And with going to the kind of purpose of your book, I'm constantly thinking myself, where in the world could I travel to that would give me the best chance of experiencing something paranormal, whether it's, you know, Skinwalker Ranch in Utah or Area 51 or a very haunted house or whatever, you know, because... I don't really want to die of old age and not have under my belt a real good head scratch and what happened there. I suppose it's the same for anyone interested in this. There are, there are so many places to choose from where things have been reported, sometimes for a long time. But, you know, the frequency still isn't that often. And do you have any thoughts yourself as to, you know, if, you had, if money was no object, where would you go to maybe have these experiences? Where do you think you, I'd like to go there because I think there'd be a good chance of something happening. Is there any, well, anything comes as, to mind? As far as uh, Bigfoot goes, um, still, you know, over in uh, Oregon and uh, California still uh, have the most Bigfoot sightings. UFO sightings, yeah, again, I, you know, unfortunately, they, uh, the government has bought up more land at Area 51, so you, I understand you can't even get any more closer to it than you used to be able to I, I guess I would, as far as UFO sightings would go I would just get on the MUFON site and kind of keep track of where the sightings have taken place and see the frequency of a certain area so I, you know as we call them hotspot areas well and, we talk about that quite often on the show because as you know Chris O'Brien wrote those mysterious valley books so he's tied into an area where lots of strange stuff goes on well like I said there's, there are hot spots out there and uh, I guess I could say I would, you know, in my area, I would try to find the closest area for a hot spot, which uh, we have um, um, up near the Panhandle. We seem to hit, there's been seen to be a, a near Crystal River. There seem to be a lot of sightings out near that area. The town of Astor, for some reason, seems to get, there's been some, a lot of UFO sightings in that area. So as far as paranormal goes, I would definitely like to hit up some of these big places that uh, like the um, you know the um, these institutes that uh, these broken down uh, these shut down um, 
Eastern State Penitentiary, yeah, that kind of place. Yeah, well, we got it. Only problem with that one, that's kind of turned into a, more of a tourist attraction. Yeah, has. Uh, I, I think I, I, we've missed our window on that one. I mean, it would have been good to go on that one, look in that one before it actually got famous. Uh, hey, guys, we got to do a break here. So we'll continue on the other side. We're talking about legend tripping. The ultimate adventure, and it sounds like there's probably going to be a legend tripping too in the future. We'll ask Robert Robinson about that, because that sounds like this is just a starting point. With Gene and Gogs Mackay, you're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. That is not the ghost whisperer. We have Robert Robinson, author of Legend Tripper, The Ultimate Adventure, with a forward from our friend Lauren Coleman. So, Robert, now that you get your appetite wet here, with this yeah. book. Is there going to be a legend tripping too? I like to think so. I like to think there's definitely going to be a part two. Right now, my, my brain is kind of fried from all the uh, putting everything together. And I, I wrote up a couple articles for some magazines. But um, I'm in the process of getting, you know, getting my batteries recharged again and, getting, and I'm out there. I'm always looking. 
I'm starting to think maybe the next legend tripping book might be more of an international book where I'm going to start pushing toward, you know, places in Europe and maybe places down in South America that might be interesting to do some legend tripping down there. I've been to Ecuador and unfortunately I didn't really, you know, they were very receptive when I was asking about certain legends down there. They, they're kind of superstitious people down there. Um, but Europe is definitely a hotbed of all kinds of neat things going on over there. If I was to uh, tell you what would part to it, it'd probably be more of an international edition. Well, I know I know a place that you could definitely cover that hasn't become too popular and, you know, <laughs> turned into some kind of tourist hotspot. But there's a, a small, there's a forest in Romania. I can find the name of this place, but it's quite difficult to pronounce and I'd have to look at a map. But anyway, there's this forest and kind of in the middle of this forest, there's a natural clearing, as in for some reason, the trees don't grow in this maybe, I don't know, 20 metre diameter clearing and the whole forest is quite weird anyway, very strange shaped trees. And there are various legends about this clearing and forest going back quite a time in which, for instance, some young boy who was herding goats or whatever was lost in the forest and just disappeared, thought he was dead, whatever. And five years later, he suddenly appears looking the same age, wearing the same clothes almost like he's kind of been in kind of some time warp, no explanation ah. of where he's been. But anyway, the, the, the TV programme Ghost Adventures, when they were in Romania, they actually went to this clearing in the middle of the night and they did film some very strange bright red orb that was kind of floating about at head height. When it, This is when it should be pitch black, no light pollution at all. And there's a, a university chemistry professor or something, he's been researching this area because it's been the site of UFO, you know, people witnessing UFOs and all sorts of very strange stuff going back for, for decades and decades. And probably because it's off, even off the beaten track in Romania, but it seems to be kind of, a, it's, it's untouched, pristine, something just absolutely ripe for exploring. And I've been to Romania myself. I happened to go there visiting my brother when he was working there a few years back, but I was unaware of this place then. Had I known, I definitely would have made the trip. But yeah, prob probably if you even just search on Google, just type in Romania strange or haunted forest or something, it'll come up. And it, there's so much stuff associated with it already on the net. It looks just such a fascinating place. Not to definitely look that up. That, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you got my intrigue on that one. I think I, I think I do know it, but I, I want to look into it more now. Yeah. Do you know who um, Ted Phillips is? Ted Phillips. No, that name doesn't ring a bell. He's a UFO researcher. He's been on this show a couple of times. In his kind of youth, he was kind of a an assistant to um, J. Allen Hynek at like at the, uh, the Socorro Saucer, uh, well, egg-shaped UFO. He was kind of there at the time. And he's still, he's always concentrated on physical trace cases. He's been investigating a place that he's named Mar the Marley Woods. I believe it's in Missouri or something. And he managed to keep the location secret uh, as a promise to the locals who didn't want it to be overrun with ghost hunters or whatever but i think i think the location's now leaked out gene has it oh yes it has and i don't recall where in missouri it is 
but we posted it in our forums at forum.theparacast.com, so you can look it up. So it seems to be another one of these kind of areas. It's not just UFOs. There are a number of strange things going on on this quite specific small location. Uh, but I think Ted Phillips, last time he was on the show, he may have cryptically said that there are maybe one or two other places in the United States that are as interesting as the Uinta Basin and Marley Woods. And um, they, they're just, they're do, there does seem to be these spots in the world mm-hmm. where was, there seems to be, you know, uh, who somebody, was it John Keel that called them window areas? But there are definitely places where these things seem to happen more often. For some reason, there's a concentrated nexus of paranormal happenings, if you like, and who knows why. But these are the things that fascinate me the most, and mm-hmm. that, that's what I want to see. Well, here in, in Florida, we have the town of Astor, Florida, and it seems like every weird thing in the world, every kind of legend happens in Astor. You got you got your, uh, your skunk cave sightings. You got the uh, there is a um, a river monster up there by the because uh, um, a river goes right through Astor. Um, uh, they've had UFO signs. They've had the strange disappearances. Uh, there's even, you know, some uh, legend of some pirate gold hidden out there somewhere. And if you ever come and look at the town, I mean, it's a small, quaint little town. And a lot of the people there, you ask them about things, they're, they're pretty open about it. Some of them, you know, they'll sit there. Some <laughs> have never heard, of, you know, they know about the Bigfoot sightings and stuff. And they, uh, you know, they know about the uh, the river monster. But, you know, they've had a, a, a lighthouse out there that supposedly, you know, has been haunted. So, I mean, I always say that, you know, Astor, Florida is one of, you know, is the Florida's uh, area for a uh, hotbed for mysterious, uh, unexplained uh, things to happen. And has it been like on the paranormal map for quite a time or is it kind of quite a new thing that people are becoming aware of this place? I did find it one time on, uh, on one website, but uh, I did write about it in my book because I wanted to bring a little bit more attention because I don't think a lot of people knew that Astor was one of the, uh, you know, those areas around the, uh, you know, the world where weird things happen. So. Would you consider yourself a kind of Fortean? Oh, I'm a big uh, Charles Fort fan. I own his books. I remember reading them, uh, you know, yes, definitely, definitely a big fan of his. You read all the books from Charles Fort? Well, I've read, uh, I think I've read Book of the Damned. That was definitely one of them. And was it, there's Low, Book of the Damned. I think it's, I think it's just those two books, isn't it? And I have his biography book. And I There are actually, I think there are four books from Charles Fort. Okay. When, when did uh, Charles Fort die? Oh, what, the 20s or 30s? Yeah, so has, has there been anyone who's kind of uh, taken up the baton, if you like, since Charles Fort, who done exactly what he's done, literally sat in libraries and gone through old newspapers and what have you, just searching for stories of the weird and wonderful. Did anyone else kind of take, you know, take on the the mantle after he was gone? Well, I know Robert L. Ripley did, but Ripley didn't necessarily go with it. You know, he, he did unexplained stuff, but he also went, you know, with just weird things that happened. So, I mean, in a way, Ripley's did, but again, Ripley's wasn't just, wasn't just the unexplained and stuff. Anything weird, he would, uh, he would write about. 
Can you expand on him a bit? Because I've heard of Ripley's, believe it or not, you know, these kind of, I don't know, shops or places you can go and see all this stuff. Is How did he come about and did he actually start, how did he kind of make his name? Was he just writing books or how, how did he become kind of this kind of household name? Well, he actually started out just um, writing sports columns or writing uh, sports illustrations. Um, and... Uh, in the 1920s and one time they just needed some kind of a filler for one of the newspapers and he had all these little odd things that he had uh, done when he called um, I'm trying to look at it now he goes uh, I'll tell you what, while you're looking let's do our break while you're looking, let's do our break we've got Robert Robinson and Gox Mackay I'm Gene Steinberg, that means you're in The Podcast The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. If you're considering going back to school, ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 100 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You'll earn the same degree as you would on campus, from wherever you are, on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. For information, call 1-800-933-1430. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 90% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU online degrees, call 1-800-933-1430. That's 1-800-933-1430. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. 
you can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're so happy to have Gox McIvery join us after a bit of an absence where he kind of just got away from it all, which you sometimes have to do in this nutty field. We have Robert Robinson. I'm going to mention just very briefly about Charles Fort. He wrote, as I said, four books, okay? You can buy the complete books of Charles Fort as a single hardcover volume for about $20 or $25 from Amazon. It is Book of the Damned, Low, Wild Talents, and New Lands, Charles Fort. So now I just sold some books for Charles Fort, and he's been dead, so there's no body to claim the royalties you see (laughs) hey i was looking here at a couple of interesting chapters you wrote robert and we've gotten into the discussions about breakaway civilizations in recent episodes of the Paracast, and also the legends of a hollow earth yes so i don't think you're advocating taking a balloon to go to the hole at the north pole are you no no unfortunately uh that would be uh Expensive. (laughs) I'm sure you guys have noticed that if you just go to YouTube these days, there seems to be this preponderance of videos about a flat earth. There just seems to be this resurgence of people believing there's some great conspiracy that the, the earth is not a sphere. It's all a lie. And I can't believe it. There are loads and loads of videos where people are really seriously arguing that the earth is flat. And I was not aware of this just a couple of years ago, and it seems to be quite a a recent thing. Have you guys noticed this as well? I thought they were voting for Donald Trump. Forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, I wasn't aware of this. I realize there are people who sometimes do something for fun, be involved in a wacky belief system for fun, just to enjoy themselves, not for a serious purpose. Robert, do you ever hear of this thing? Well, I mean, I've had people come out with me that that don't believe in it, but they just want to kind of see what it is we do. But about the hollow earth, let's get back to the hollow earth. Um, Well, we have a place down here in Florida. There was a, uh, a cult and their whole belief was 
that the earth was uh, not only, well, it was flat. They had a whole area down there. Now it's a national park. And he has a device where he kind of tries to prove that if the earth was round, why would, you know, does this thing work? And I forget the name of the, uh, the contraption that he had. And you can see it when you go down to this museum. But their whole belief was that the earth was flat. And he had a whole cult that lived down there on this, on this I think I call it a compound because it was way back in the 20s. They didn't kind of have that then. And everybody could leave and go as they wanted. They weren't, you know, forced to stay there. But as far as this, people still believe in it today, I'm sure there's, there's always somebody out there believing all kinds of stuff. I, again, I, not to criticize anybody, I keep an open mind. And I, no, I believe it's round, but that's just me. What are you telling people to do there other than look in caves and hopefully not get taken by the Deros and Tiros? Well, I told them, um, you know, there's no way they're going to get up to the uh, North Pole or the South Pole where, they're, you know, supposedly Admiral Byrd flew in and took video or film. I can't say video because it was film back then. But you got Mount Shasta up in California where there supposedly is, a, you know, an entrance to the uh, this place. And, you know, you got the reptilian people that live up there. Well, that would be a hard one, like I said, um, that to me will really have to be some, you know, some people really are really serious into doing it. Because, I mean, anytime you go into caves, that there's a risk. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a strong risk going into caves. And I always kind of shy about t- telling people to go do dangerous things. Do you have a lawyer's letter in this book warning people off? Well, I, if you listen, well, listen to it, I'm very careful about how I tell people to do things. You know, um, as far as the hollow earth things, I don't think I went into much detail on that one. Other than, you know, you got Mount Shasta and stuff like that where, we, you know, and I say whenever you go out there hiking the trails or anything, make sure that you got somebody with you. You know, don't ever put yourself in a dangerous situation when you're out there. It always makes sense to have at least one other person because at the end of the day, you can be quite far away from your car or civilization. And if you, you know, stumble and break your leg badly, you know, you've got maybe no one else to go for help. or You might be out of cell phone coverage and it just makes absolute sense not to go, you know, away from people and... On your own, it should be just a golden rule. Do it with someone else and tell people where you're going and when you're expected back so they can raise the alarm if you don't return on time. Bigfoot hunting up in the east, you know, you got a lot of cliffs and stuff like that. I said, and I put in the book, I said, do not go walking around out at cliffs and stuff at night. It's extremely dangerous and don't, you'll find it, you know, it's good to be ambitious enough to find Bigfoot, but don't put yourself in an unnecessary or dangerous situation where you end up getting yourself seriously hurt or, or somebody gets killed just to find Bigfoot. It's read today on BBC uh, News website about, I think it was a, a lone cyclist, I think in a, a Montana National Park. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure if he was eaten, but he was definitely yeah. attacked and killed by the bear, which, and, you know, in fact, unfortunately, I, I say that now there's there's more bear sightings and stuff out there now. So you got to be careful if you get wind of there's a, a panther or a bear in the area to leave. Don't sit there and just try to. Well, maybe I won't see him. Well, yeah, we see well, we see this footage of people uh, in national parks and they're like almost going right up to the brown or black bears, feeding them and stuff. And, you know, it's great to look. But any bear, even if the ones that are usually OK with humans, you know, if they wanted to, they've got the strength, the power to, you know, to over. And some people just 
they, they, I don't know, they're in a mindset where they're used to maybe seeing some large, dangerous animals up close, but maybe in a zoo or something. And when they're out in the wild on a state park or something in the in, in United States, and, and they, they act the same way, but there are no bars or cages in between them. And, you know, some people really do, they don't seem to appreciate the risks of wild animals. It doesn't matter how many times you tell some people, people just walk into some quite nasty incidents and they don't seem to have any awareness of, of, you know, the natural world and what the pitfalls are. Well, yeah, like I said, a lot of people just kind of get, you know, they get a little excited watching some of these shows and they don't really sit there and, and do the, you know, make them, get themselves totally prepared when they go out there. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I take bear mace with me whenever I go out there. The reason I take that versus a handgun is that I know bear mace is definitely going to do a lot more to stop these animals. Plus, it works on panthers and other animals, too, versus a, a handgun. And, you know, unfortunately, if you end up straying into the wrong area and get picked up by the fish and wildlife and you got a handgun, you're going to get nailed for poaching, even though, you know, you're just saying, oh, I just got it for self-defense. To me, I feel a lot better with bear mace because, like I said, it works on everything out there. Heck, you can even spray it in front of a snake and it'll make a, a, a snake go away. What kind of range does it have? Like, how far away could you be and actually effectively hit it with the spray? When you use bear mace, you're not actually supposed to spray it at the bear. I mean, I know it's easier said, but you're supposed okay, to yeah. lay it down in front of you. You spray it in front of you, and the animal gets a whiff of it, and it deters them. It fires pretty far. My son, unfortunately, sported me one day. We were out there with it, and he had it. I let him carry it, and unfortunately, I made a noise, and, you know, he thought it was something, and he ended up spraying the stuff all over the place, including myself. And I ended up having to strip most of my clothes off because it just burns. To, I mean, in fact, it left red marks all over me. It burns so doggone bad. We've got more to come with Robert Robinson and Gogs Mackay and Gene Steinberg. You're in The Podcast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative 
to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. My name is Jay. I'm 26 years of age. And I just want to thank the makers of the One World Whey Protein Powder. After having chronic abdominal pain and pressure for months, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. The medical doctor told me there was nothing I could do to treat it other than taking pain and nausea medication. Then I came across an ad for One World Whey on the radio and read the claims that it can help with all types of inflammation. I took the One World Whey Protein Powder every day for a month and the chronic pain and pressure sensations went away completely. And I never took the pain or nausea meds. To this day, my intestines are free of pain. Nature is kind. When we consume foods we're designed to eat, then she gives back health when it was once lost. One World Way consistently supports the body's production of glutathione and overall repair. Glutathione stops inflammation, removes heavy metals, and toxins of all kind. When inflammation is gone, the body can complete its healing process. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision and independence to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. It's the leading cause of blindness in adults 55 and older. Some of us are at greater risk for AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD. If left untreated, it can lead to blindness. The good news? With early detection, AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that can reduce or even reverse some vision loss. Learning that you have AMD can be scary, but there's hope and help. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is researching and developing treatments and cures for AMD. To get your free AMD information packet, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. Join the fight against AMD, because together there is a cure in sight. So, Gogs, you had some more questions of Robert. Let's continue with those right now. Yeah, Robert. So, does bear mace is 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 it a stronger version of the mace that is made for for human use? Yes, it's a lot. In fact, I think they on the can it says it's like ten times stronger. Like I said, if you ever get it on you, it, it will leave a it leaves burn marks on you. I mean, I'm not saying second degree. It was just more first degree red burns and stuff on it. Plus, you know, it's breathing it in and, and you know, it's all around you. And, and I mean, it comes out pretty, how would I say it? Almost like you're squirting a, a water hose, you know, high speed water hose. That's how it comes out. Yeah. It gets all over the place out there and it's not cheap. It runs, when I bought my can, it costs about roughly on an average about $50. I've seen it a little bit cheaper now. So it's not cheap, but it's, it, you know, it, it, it is something good to have with you when you're out there because, Uh, It it gives you that little sense of uh, security when you're out there knowing that there are other animals out there, you know, and I hope I never run into a a pissed off Bigfoot where I have to use it on him. You know, I definitely know it works on other things, animals out there. 
Is it the same as pepper spray or totally different? It is a type of pepper. It's not a mace. It's a type of, uh, I mean, it's not a, um, what is it? Um, Capsicum or something. That, yeah, it's not that of... CS. Uh, it, it, is a type of pe- it is a type of pepper. Because, like I said, it, did, it was all burning and stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a, a scale to measure how hot peppers and things are, and you know you can buy some crazy hot chili sauce and whatever. But the the hottest ones are yeah, even like a microscopic amount is just unbelievable what it does. And yeah, I can't I can't imagine getting that in the eyes. Luckily, I didn't get it in my eyes. Um, in fact, it's kind of ironic that I didn't. But, I mean, I was breathing it in. It was on me. Like I said, I had to, it got onto my clothes, and I ended up having to take my clothes off up till my, you know, my, my, my boxers. And, uh, in fact, we ended up taking my clothes and sticking it in a plastic bag, you know, because it, you know, it was all over them. And, you know, my son, you know, was never allowed to carry the bear mace after that. <laughs> and what people forget as well is even maybe they, maybe they just touch something that's been sprayed and they forget they've got a bit in their hands and then they maybe rub their eyes forgetting that there's a bit on their hands and you get that kind of accidental transfer oh yes you will with that stuff just come off you just like you can just wash it off with soap and water is it uh when you breathe it in though it takes a while for it to kind of go in fact your nose runs and your eyes water it takes a it, you just kind of have to walk it off till it stops as far as um um yeah you can wash it off your hands and stuff like that and it i do remember it you know we went over and i, I started throwing water on me we went over to a a water source i think we, there was a, a creek or something next to, to where the the jeep was parked and we were throwing water on me but it, it still burned for a while i don't remember the pain going away anytime you know instantaneously and i you know i didn't really get any on my hands but i was you know definitely making sure I was keeping my hands clean. I presume uh, having done time in the military that you've done that, done the test, you know, where you, you go in a chamber and they uh, release tear gas and you have to change yes. the canisters on your respirator. Yeah, I've done that too. I managed to kind of escape most of it, but I think I did experience it in my eyes, but not enough to, but just, just that tiny bit of exposure was enough to let me know that if I walked into a cloud of just released tear gas, it, you know, you're, you're not really in shape to tackle anyone in a physical way because yeah, I, I can see how it works, but I've no, I can't imagine what bear mace must be like. Just remember that tear gas and memory are 10 times worse where your skin's burning all over. Yeah. I'm listening here because now listening to the dangers, I don't want to go anywhere. (laughs) Well, like I said, I just, you know, that was my fault. I gave it to my son and I I probably should have stressed to him a little little bit more, you know, to be a little bit cautious about using it. I mean, when I handed it to him, he was ready to use it. I mean, he had it in front of him. He was just dying for something to step out so because he, he wanted to see how it worked. And that was my first mistake right there. I said, uh, he's going to end up squirting me. And he did. So that was my, you know, and like I said, I keep it with me. I keep it in my backpack. And uh, it has a safety, a uh, little, um, little safety mechanism on it. So you can't, it can't accidentally go off inside your, uh, your backpack and all that. Like I said, and it's just, you know, it's not that, you know, if you just kind of, know the hazards of you of it you know it's not that bad and you know it's to me it's a lot 
safer having that than having a, 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 a pistol or a rifle out there, which I'm sure some people would disagree with me on that one. In your travels, have you had anything especially frightening happen to you? Um, we've had some uh, uh, fun up there. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Stacy Brown, he runs the Sasquatch Hunters, uh, and I've gone out Bigfoot hunting with him up near the Tallahassee area. Just recently, we went up there, and we were at this family's house, and we had something strike the side of the house. And the lady had said that she had, you know, that she had some Bigfoot on her property. And that they, you know, for some reason, they had started to hit the side of the house. And that night we had something hit, you know, woke up my wife and she woke me up and said, hey, something just hit the side of this house. And my wife's not a bit, uh, is not a avid Bigfoot believer. She keeps an open mind, but, you know, she'll tell you she hasn't seen anything. But whatever it was hit the house kind of rattled her that night. It seems to be a thing that Bigfoot does. Many people report, maybe during the night, that they will just pelt a cabin or whatever with lots of rocks. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if, you know, they, it's almost like they, they do want to scare humans off, get away from my territory. And, you know, they obviously would have the physical power to, you know, just annihilate humans. But it seems that they do choose to just try and scare you off. They never seem to take it to the next level, they, but, you know, they stop there. And they, also, it just seems to be that they, this rock throwing, which is well reported in people hunting Bigfoot, they, it just, it's another thing that just allows them to kind of show their, show their intent, their muscle, but not necessarily become visible to humans. It's something that they seem, they seem to be, by all reports I've ever heard, they seem to be very accurate with their stone throwing as well. I've never had uh, any uh, rock throwing incidents at me, thank goodness. I mean, I've, I've talked to some people, especially over in Texas, where uh, they, they're, uh, the Bigfoot over there seem to be a lot more uh, aggressive than some of the Bigfoot, you know, over on the, uh, on the West Coast or, or down here in Florida. Of course, then again, we have- Would that be in East Texas, you know, heavily wooded Texas? Yes, East Texas. Yeah. Up the um, uh, Arkansas-Louisiana border area up there. Yeah, I mean, I remember going to uh, actually a rifle range with a friend. I, I was over and uh, I was working in Texas, but I remember and, and in Houston, and I just couldn't believe that I there's no forest in the UK that is even remotely as dense as the woodland around Houston. You you just looks to me like even with a big machete, you couldn't go anywhere because it's so dense, so thick and strong the 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 you know the undergrowth that i i think there must be huge areas of woodland in east texas louisiana whatever that you know very very few humans have ever been to just because the the going is so difficult to get anywhere that's the way down here in florida you got the everglades and you've got uh there's like um we got the green swamp that's not located too far from where I'm at, and there's parts of that that you know that the sun or the rangers told me that no humans have been back in there. So I mean, there's definitely areas out there. There's definitely areas for these animals to be, you know, stay hidden. And yeah, there's. I don't think people. I don't think a lot of people appreciate the, the kind of people that would say, "Oh, you know, with the amount of the number of humans going out hiking the woods and stuff." You know, there's no way they could stay hidden forever. We should be bumping into them more often. But really, when you look at the Pacific Northwest, and if you really, you know, zoom into Google Maps, and there are just enormous, huge 
miles upon miles of very dense forests with, you know, miles from any uh, road and stuff. And there is actually more than enough space for an intelligent creature who Mm -hmm. wishes to remain hidden. There's, there's, There's more than enough space. We have more space to come. The final frontier with Robert Robinson. Joining Gene and Goggs, you're in The Podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. 
Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1 800 704 6182. That's 1 800 704 6182. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayley Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we continue. We have Gogs Mackay as guest co-host. Chris O'Brien is off out there on special assignment. How special? I have no idea. But on special assignment, he'll be back with After the Powercast this week. And if you want to listen to that program, After the Powercast, you've got to be a subscriber to the Powercast Plus at plus.thepowercast.com. Plus.thepowercast.com. We also offer a commercial-free version of this show. Lots of other features. We're doing some legend tripping with Robert Robinson. And we're going just about everywhere. Everywhere. Trying to see what's going on. Number 10. Of course, we're also used to number 9. Number 9, but this is number 10. The extraterrestrial legend trip. Take us on that trip. Where do we go? Uh, Well, uh, again, I always say go to the Internet. Find out where, uh, you know, what is it you want to go look at. Do you want to go look at a a famous crash site like, you know, up uh, Roswell, which fortunately now I guess the, the guy doesn't let you go back there anymore for what I was told. And by the way, just to mention this, we've had Kevin Randall on the Powercast over the years, and lately he's been more skeptical of Roswell. Oh, okay. Check a different perspective, his blog. And he's got a new book, Roswell in the 21st Century, and he still believes there was something real that crashed there that might be E.T., but some of the other stories he doesn't go for much anymore. In any case, let's go on that trip for chapter 10. All right. Well, you go look for a, um, an area, like I say, uh, check for a UFO, a, I'm going to say a UFO hotspot area. You're going out to the area. Again, I always say to people, make sure you take all your stuff because you're going to be staying all, all night. Most uh, UFO, uh, you should plan to stay out all night. Um, you know, so you're going to need some camping gear and all that. Um, if you get into an area where it's a uh, private property, go make sure you ask and if you can go out there and tell them that you're not going to, you know, do a woodstock and damage the area. And uh, or if you find an area where you can go observe the, where these UFOs have been sighted, you know, in a campgrounds and stuff is really great. You go out to the area, you, you know, you sit up your area up there, you get binoculars with you, you get uh, night vision goggles, you get yourself some thermal imager if you got one. And you go out to various locations. I, I, I um, when I went on one, I went with a, a group of people. We broke into teams, and we went to various locations around this uh, one area. And we all had radios, but we ended up using our cell phones because the radio batteries end up going out. But uh, we just go out there and just 
going to keep an eye on it. And we did have a couple uh, guys say they saw something that they thought, you know, was kind of uh, kind of weird. But unfortunately, like I said, I didn't I didn't see anything that night. Um, and, uh, you know, don't be uh, discouraged if you don't see something. It does happen. Um, but, you know, persistence pays off in this field. You know, there's people like, uh, you know, uh, with UFO hunting, you know, if you keep at it and you're going to eventually see one. And that's what uh, me and my wife, we've got uh, wind of a place up uh, up near the Panhandle near Crystal River. We're going to go check out that area here soon enough. And uh, right now it's a little hot. We may wait for it to cool off. And, uh, of course, that's another thing. Check the time areas when these things are seen. Which, uh, with, when it comes to extraterrestrials, there really is no time frame. They're they're just they're seen. And uh, go out there and sit out there, get yourself comfortable, start looking around, and then enjoy yourself. And uh, maybe you'll get lucky enough to see one. If uh, you you do get a team that sees it and, and, and actively sees it, he he or she will radio in and say, "Hey, I've got it over here. Uh, do you have visual on it? If not, you know you may want to move to a different location where you can also get visual on." what it is that these people are seeing and, uh, you know, start recording it. Always record. Whenever you're on a legend trip, always record because you never know what's going to happen or what you're going to see. And you can always go back later on and look at it, but always record. And uh, maybe you get lucky and see one. Do you think, Robert, that places these days like, uh, you know, small towns, cities, whatever, they seem to be, exploiting their paranormal legends and history a bit more than may have happened in the past. Like, for instance, where supposedly Betty and Barney Hill had their abduction experience, or certainly where they stopped the car and had a look at a UFO, you know, the local town council or whatever has put up, you know, a nice fancy road sign saying this is the spot where such and such happened. And uh, that that's the only example I can think just now. But I know there are more places around the US that are now kind of cashing in a little on locations that have, you know, been uh, noted in the past for a, a, a various, a certain event happening. Just like, I, I think there's an incremental move towards say, normal news coverage to just being a little bit less sarcastic about UFO sightings as they may have been 20, 30 years ago. Do you, do you think we're moving in that direction? Bottom line, I think the general public does believe that there is, you know, other, you know, uh, other, uh, um, what is it? Uh, you know, there's other, uh, there's other, uh, you know, um, life sources out there in other planets um, do I believe that uh, we've been visited? I do believe there. Uh, you know, just in my own personal opinion, I think that we, uh, in, uh, based on some of the things I've read, I think uh, um, we've had there, some of the UFO sightings may actually be from a, an extraterrestrial type aircraft. Um, UFO abductions. I, I'm. I do. The the Benny Barney Hill one does stand up to the, a lot of the uh, investigation techniques by a lot of experts. There was an incident with two gentlemen down in uh, Mississippi that were picked up and taken into an, uh, a, a, a... Pascagoula. Pat, thank you. And I, I remember I was living in Mississippi at the time. My dad was finishing up his last year of college, and I remember when that incident happened, so I thought that was kind of an interesting one. And if I understand correctly, both those gentlemen passed their uh, their lie detector tests on that one. So, um, but, yeah, you know, it, there's, you know, as far as abductions, you know, do I believe all of them? No, I mean, I've met a couple people who I, I, I can say I don't believe their story, especially after, you know, certain questioning and, and 
But, uh, you know, there are some people that uh, I, I do believe there's some, you know, definitely some mal, I mean, some truth to their story about abduction. Briefly, Robert, the people you questioned, were you a skeptical? In what way did they respond that kind of lit a fire there? Um, I, when I was in the Army, I was a military policeman. So I was used to questioning witnesses. And I always try to keep a, uh, a straight face, a non-emotional face when I question people. Even if I think they're not telling me the truth. What I like to do is I like to get them to tell the story three times. And that's usually when I can sit there and, and poke holes at their story. You know, because a person, and I'm going to go back to a Bigfoot sighting. I have come to my, you know, when I found somebody that I saw, Phil, who's seen Bigfoot, it's a very, very emotional experience for them. And some of the females started crying on me. I mean, there was just, you know, it just seems like it was a very powerful thing that, and they, no doubt in their mind on what they saw. And I think the same thing when it comes to, uh, to UFO sightings or abductions, there is no doubt in their mind. And they get very emotional when they talk about it. Now, one of the things we've done in exploring UFO abductions is that some people definitely had something happen to them that mm-hmm. they cannot explain. But sleep paralysis could be one of the issues. Sometimes we worry here whether certain UFO abduction researchers are being less than diligent in performing analysis. Maybe they're not qualified to do hypnotic regression and they cause people to remember things that maybe didn't happen. This is not to say that a phenomenon is not occurring, but it's really something with a lot of nuances there. And I think many of us have a problem with the supposed numbers. According to some researchers, we're literally maybe even talking more than a million people in the U.S. alone if their numbers are, are to be believed. And I think many of us who who do accept maybe that abductions happen and that UFOs are a reality, those numbers are just very hard to swallow. Well, you know, like I said, I had one gentleman I interviewed and the one talk and come to find out that he, he only gets two hours of sleep a night. Well, I'll tell you what, if I only got two hours of sleep a night and I've had different stresses that have caused problems... If I had only two hours sleep a night, and I realize everybody's different, I'd be seeing a lot of strange things yes. after a few weeks of that. And possibly I'd see things that weren't really there. I think part of it is that things about the UFO abduction experience do not imply the physical interaction with a living creature, like going through walls, things like that. Things that seem like you're in a dream state as opposed to be physically awake. And the question a lot of us have is, if you had a video camera present during the course of these abductions, would you see something? What would you see? And there's an interesting answer to that, which I'll give you in a moment. Robert Robertson. Robert Robinson. Gene Steinberg. Gogs Mackay. You're in... The podcast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we continue with the options with regard to UFO abductions. If they put a video camera there, what would you see when someone says, well, E.T. took me out the window, took me through the wall, whatever strange little grays. What would you see? And a lot of times what happens is even though they're asleep, the individual who is subjected to abductions or one of their family members turns off the video camera. So you can't capture it. You've heard that, Gogs, right? Absolutely. I I think um, we all know that it seems to be a common occurrence in paranormal research, especially uh, hunting ghosts, whatever, where equipment will mysteriously fail to work or batteries get drained that have just been charged or fresh out of the packet and stuff. And I, 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 I mean, I'm not sure, but I, I think some abduction researchers would put forward the the theory that that you probably wouldn't capture an abduction happening, even if it is a physical event, because somehow whoever's carrying out the abduction, they know when there there is technology around that's there to catch them out, and somehow they interfere with it. It's just paranormal research is just absolutely chock full of uh, reports of equipment failing, cameras having blank scenes on it for 10 seconds, just at the exact point where people reported something happening. Uh, And I think it's reported so much. I personally think there is something to it. Whatever is behind many paranormal events and creatures, whatever, they seem to have some kind of almost sixth sense 
or ability to overcome technology that is trying to catch them out to prove their existence. It's almost like, I, I don't know, there's just some inbuilt thing with paranormal uh, happenings that if it wants to, the phenomena can prevent us getting proof for it. Don't know why, but it just seems to be the case. I agree with that. In fact, when it comes to, and I'm going to go back to Bigfoot hunting, a lot of the uh, the Bigfoot hunters have run into a, a, a big problem with uh, trail cameras. These animals seem to know when there's trail cameras out there. I don't know what it is that they, can they hear it, that the mechanism's working, or do they, I don't know if they smell it or whatever, but it just seems that you know, whenever you put a trail camera out there, you're not going to get any kind of Bigfoot sightings or any activity in that area. They seem to know when we put trail cameras out there. Yeah, and this seems to happen more often than chance or luck or any kind of skill on the part of any Bigfoot or whatever is being researched. There, there definitely does seem to be this, this, this a theme in all paranormal research that when you try to capture evidence that may you know, be the smoking gun proof to non-believers, to the debunkers. For, for some reason, it, it's more often than not, something happens in which equipment will fail. And you see it time and time again. I, I think it's an inbuilt part of the paranormal. I think, I think researchers of uh, John Keel's kind of ilk, I think they would probably argue that there, there is something, it's hard to explain, but there is something inbuilt in paranormal phenomena that allows it to mask itself no matter what we do and that's why there are you know not so many great photos or whatever of UFOs and and Bigfoot and there are times when it's almost like the phenomena definitely wants to be seen and but it's, it's at the choosing of the phenomena. Well we call this the trickster element of UFOs. It's toying, it's playing with us which is right out of John Keel. As a matter of fact, although the big problem we always had with Keel is his research was, shall we say, less perfect than his prose. Well, I mean, I'm going to go back to that uh, classic movie, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, at the very beginning, where uh, they had the signs. You remember the whole power went off in the entire cities when the things were flying around. Well, that, of course, is in its own way a way of playing a trick on us. Mm-hmm. Gogs, we have a couple of questions from our listeners. Okay, yeah, we've got, we've got a couple of questions from our uh, very long-term poster, Wade, at uh, forum.theparacast.com. And Wade is asking, what is the most morbid place Robert has ever visited? Say the location of the infamous H.H. Holmes murder house, now a post office in brackets, or any place associated with Jeffrey Dahmer. So tell us about some maybe some locations that have got a very morbid history. Um, hmm. We, uh, when I was with my uh, wife up in Pennsylvania, we went to this place called Ghost Mountain, and it, it's repu- uh, it is. Legend has it that there it is that uh, albino cannibals live in the woods, and uh, you know if a car breaks down, you're you're doomed to be eaten by these people. Um, but uh, that uh, investigation on that one turned out to not be uh, that turned out to be just a what is it called a 
a high school legend where the kids yeah, just urban legend. Up. Yeah, an urban legend. Thank you. Uh, we did find the road. We did find, uh, you know, where it was supposed to happen. But, uh, you know, we didn't find any albino cam- cannibals out there running, roaming around the woods. Um, uh, trying to think. But, uh, uh. We did have uh, uh, an incident up at Apparel. Um, there's a place called the, um, oh, God, it, uh, an axe murder place took place. It's right in the Green Swamp. Um, Viscilla, is it? I'm waiting for my wife to, 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 to hone in on this. I know she's listening because uh, we used to go out there and she's set up cameras out there. It's uh, where this family was mur- uh, murdered with an axe by their grandson. What's it called? The Reeds? Huh? The Reeds? No, it wasn't the Reed. God bless it. I can't remember the name of it. But we've been out there numerous times. And the way the story goes with the young man came with a friend of his in order to rob the, uh, the, the man and woman. Yeah, and anyway, they got out there, and they ended up taking an axe, and they killed and chopped them up and took their money. So um, the house itself, it was torn down because I guess it was made with some really good timber and all that. But it, the whole area is supposed to be uh, reputed to be haunted by the, the, the family. In fact, the, uh, their graves are out there. And it just so happens there's also an area out there uh, where there's a lot of Bigfoot sighting. In fact, the, the area is called Devil's Creek Swamp. And... Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that. Uh, Stewart House. The Stewart. There you go. The Stewart Murder Site. Or they called the, uh, they called the Stewart Axe Murder Site and, uh, in the Green Swamp. You can look it up, and there's a lot of things written about it. And uh, no hunters will be uh, like to go out that area at night. They kind of veer away from it because, you know, of the reputation that that area has. So, so it's the reputation is so strong that, you know, some... Uh very outdoorsy hunters that are obviously armed with something or the other, but it's enough for them to give it a wide berth at night. Oh, yes. Like I said, it's a spooky part of the, uh, of the Green Swamp area. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of... Um, it, 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 it's practically... I mean, it, there's a lot of hunting that is allowed in that area. But hunters, like I said, veer away from that area, especially at night, because of the reputation that place has. I suppose also places that have such a reputation, uh, one could argue that they're almost a self-fulfilling prophecy in that if someone says a certain location, a secluded place, you know, miles away from anywhere is haunted and you end up alone in this place, not, you know, of your own design, your own imagination more, uh, you know, never mind anything else, is is probably going to make you think any noise you hear or any animal that's, you know, moving through the grass, it would be very difficult not to associate the legend or whatever you've heard of this place, you know, in your own mind. Because let's face it, all of us can be, if we're in a in a in just a normal graveyard at night alone, miles away from any people, it's a kind of freaky place to be. You can also be spooked. We have Gox Mackay as our guest co-host, Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. More with Robert Robinson on the other side. You're in the podcast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. 
It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers. Customers, simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you are having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer Repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly, certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. This is Dan Pillett. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpillett.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. 
That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Oh, this has been a fascinating journey, I'll tell you. Especially for someone like me, I'm a hermit. And my name is not Herman. But, you know, I don't travel that much. As a matter of fact, there's one thing I want to talk about here because we only have three segments left. And you've got a chapter there where you kind of list the bill of fare, the bill of materials that you should take with you, depending on what you're doing. So say I want to go out and I want to look for a UFO, other than the camera or the iPhone, whatever. What do I take with me? Well, again, I've got my book in front of me. So I'm going to, like I said, I I like having a night vision uh, and a uh, GPS. Uh, Also, I like, we we have what they call the bionic ear, the uh, barapolic ear. Of course, like I said, camping equipment, flashlights, plenty of batteries. I always tell people, make sure you got plenty of rain gear because, you know, well, it, it didn't say it was going to rain tonight. Well, the weatherman's always wrong. Sorry, can you explain the bionic it's, ear device? I don't know this a, one. A, a parapolic ear. It's like a dome with a, yeah. a, a device attached to it that uh, magnifies sound around you. And, you know, you got some earphones that you plug it into. You can actually plug it into a, uh, a recorder. But you can scan an area. Like, say you see something up in there moving. You can aim it up there. And you can sometimes actually hear what, the, uh, what it is that you're seeing up in the, in, the, in the sky. And sometimes you can tell if it's, if it's an airplane, a helicopter, or if it's something else. So you've got experience of using these things. I have seen them. I've seen them on TV or whatever before, but I've I've never been sure if they were much more of a gimmick or a, you know if you just get loads of background sounds all sounding loud or can it really kind of home in on a distant sound? Well, it does hear everything. I'm not going to lie and say you can't. You know, I'm not going to hear background noises because sometimes you do. But you know, if you aim, it does focus on an area because it's got a, it's a dome type uh, contraption and you do focus it up. You know, you, it's going to focus on what you're aiming at versus, you know, cars going down the road. But you will hear other things out. In fact, you know, you hear the person next to you talking. And, you know, we always tell each other whenever you're using that to be careful, you know, talking around the person. Because, unfortunately, you can actually cause some damage to their eardrums if you, you know, making really loud noises around them. Yeah, so, Robert, that bionic ear device, this parabolic kind of uh, sound antenna... I take it you're mentioning that this is specifically for Bigfoot hunting, is it? Because people quite often say that they claim that they've recorded sounds of Bigfoot. Is is that kind of where you're going with that? Uh, actually, we've we've taken it on ghost hunts. Uh, we took it, you know. We take I, I take it with me whenever I go out because you never know what it is that you know you might be out there looking for. You know, if you're up in New Jersey looking for the Jersey Devil. You know, you could use it out there, which, again, that's more along the lines of Bigfoot when I mean cryptids. But now, the Jersey Devil always impressed me as more of a tourist trap kind of thing. Well, unfortunately, Ivan T. Sanderson wrote that hit for exactly what he thought it was. He doesn't think there was any uh, anything out there. And I'm, I'm a big Ivan T. Sanderson fan, but I, I you know, look, if I, I've been up to the Pine Barrens, and that's a pretty... That's a pretty big, huge area up there. I don't think people realize New Jersey has a lot of wooded area. And we only think of New Jersey where they have the oil refineries. Yes. Um, there are stories of people seeing something out there. I mean, is it a Bigfoot? Maybe. You know, it's hard to say. Um, 
there, but you know, most people have reported seeing these things with, you know, it, it has wings and it does, you know, that looks kind of lizard like. Um, my wife, you know, she just walked by, I could hear in the background, kind of said, Oh, those are just stories. Yeah, all right. So, but, um, you know, there are still a lot of stories coming out that there's something out there, and that, that is a pretty big, huge area out there. Can you tell us more about the which places you've maybe gone ghost hunting in? Anything interesting ever happened? Robert Robinson. Well, we've been to a lot of jails here in Florida. We went to uh, um, we went to an old building up in North Carolina that was supposedly hunted by one of the uh, Rockefellers. Um, up north in the Pennsylvania, we would we uh, we were going to go to Eastern Penitentiary, but uh, that didn't pan out. But we, uh, my wife found another area. I'm trying to remember what it was. Some house that we went to. Uh, it was a bed and breakfast, and it was featured on uh, a bunch of shows in Bucksville. And we stayed there that night. We went ahead and set up cameras. And my wife said she felt like something was pulling her hair that night. But uh, I didn't get anything on camera. Um, Maybe we should bring her in for a couple of minutes. I can pull her in. I'm right there. Hold on. Hold on. Because <laughs> she goes with... <laughs> We have Tracy Robinson join us for a few minutes because she is his co-conspirator. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word for her. <laughs> that right. That's right. And therefore, since he's brought you up a couple of times, we wanted to mention your experiences too. What things have you seen or heard in the paranormal that have kind of caught your attention? Um, I, got invest- uh, I got interested when I was nine years old. My grandfather had committed suicide, and he lived about an hour away from us. Um, we only saw him on holidays, probably twice a year, um, but he was very, very important in my life. But anyway, he, um, I, there was a phone call about 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I, had, uh, I knew what happened, just the bizarre. I didn't know he had committed suicide, but I knew that he was gone uh, because he had visited me at the end of my bed. Um, he had his cardigan on and, and everything. So um, years later, I, I wanted to see if that was a real experience for me. Um, so I got in, in, interested in the paranormal. And uh, I started talking to my sister, and, and she, she had asked me uh, why, why I do what I do. And I said, be, you know, I told because uh, Grandpa had visited me, and she says the same thing had happened to her. So... Yeah, and she doesn't really make that kind of stuff up, so it kind of validated me, but I still look for crazy stuff. Have you ever gone somewhere with Robert where, you know, it disappointed you? It wasn't what you hoped for? Okay, so everywhere we go, it's never disappointment because he's kind of nuts. Uh, he, if, if, if we're looking for a certain thing, uh, we always find, and we don't find it, we always find something else. There's, there's always a backup plan with him. Um, <laughs> In fact, he'll, he'll go, oh, let's try this way. And, and it's usually he's got something else going on. So and I, I'm not quite sure. I, I usually read in the book and just kind of let it go. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's never disappointing with him. Um, there's, uh, there, there was one story we, uh, growing up. I think, he, I think he hit on this a little bit. We were up at the pyramids. Did you hit on that one? 
Mm-hmm. And we all we all thought it was a big cult. And uh, we had my daughter and her fiance and my son were in the car. And you're talking years and years and years of us scared to death of this place because it had pyramids in it, and the the hells the the, the hellhounds would come after you and and eat you if you if you got dropped off there. And one of the pranks, senior pranks, is we used to drop off the freshmen. And then just take off and leave them there in the, in, <laughs> it's really mean, but in it by the pyramids. And, um, so, so, so this guy decides, uh, I, I'm going to go find out what's really going on with this place. You know what? Let's cliffhanger this. Okay? okay. Okay. All right. So Tracy, what we'll do is we'll continue with this. What okay. really happened in our next segment? We've got Robert and Tracy Robinson. And Gene and Goggs, you're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. 
Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries, from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. It's a worldwide show here. Gogs in Scotland, Tracy <laughs> and Robert in Florida. Gene, we never reveal where I am. It's a shack somewhere <laughs> under the bowels of the earth in Mesa, Arizona. Tracy, you were telling us a story. Okay, um, the story I was telling you about was the pyramids in Pennsylvania. The um, Bucksville pyramids. The, the Bucksville, yes. Right, where is that again? It's in uh, Bucks County, Upper Bucks County. Um, I used to live near there. I used to live in Chester County. Oh, yeah, sure. I know Chester County. Not very well, but I know where it is. <laughs> Do you want me to continue? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we were... What was I? Oh, so we drive up. Um, I had explained all of this to him. I've got the kids in the car. Uh, but they weren't kids. They're adults at this time. And um, he goes, that's it. We're going to figure out what's going on. It was a Sunday. And he pulls in. And uh, he wa- he walks into the building and, you know, calmly walks back out again. And he's waving to us to come out. And we're like, uh, like no, <laughs> we're not coming out. You're going to have us all killed. It's not going to happen. And uh, here he had gone in and it was a church. It was just a church and they were having service and they invited us to come and walk around the grounds and, and uh, get to get to talk to them and, and actually meet the, the hound hell, which rolled over on his belly and had me rubber. So <laughs> it was kind of funny. That was a disappointment, but not a disappointment. It was an, an amazing uh, experience for us because when I went back and told my girlfriends from high school and my friends from high school, they were like, get out of here. What do your friends think about this? You have the book out now where you people are traveling to crazy places in the United States to see crazy, wacky things. They must envy you. Uh, yeah. Whenever Rob's on TV, he's been on a couple different shows. Um, my girlfriends will call me and say, you know, hey, I, it, that is your husband on TV. Uh, we move, we've moved kind of, kind of far away, so I, haven't, I don't see them all the time. I see them maybe, maybe once a year when I go back up to visit. Um, uh, but they, they'll be like, that's, that's, uh, that's Rob, your husband. Right. And I'm like, yeah. So yeah, now they're, they're, um, some of them think it's, it's really, really neat. And some of them think like, you know, you are crazy. Cause I wasn't really all that crazy in, in high school. I was kind of, um, reserved. 
not, not I didn't really tell anybody that I watched, uh, you know, the stuff that I used to watch. Cause I, you know, I used to watch Kung Fu movies and stuff that didn't make you very popular in high school. Um, I never told anybody that, but now, you know, they're, they're starting to understand how, how, how I really was in high school and they didn't know it. And a lot of my, a lot of my friends from high school who were really into that, um, they were just kind of acquaintances have become really good friends of mine now that I, that I've come out of the closet. (laughs) So you were a wacky person in high school. How long have you two known each other? Forever. Uh, since 2000, since the year 2000, 2000. Yeah. is when we met. I, I came and met him uh, two weeks. I, I live in Texas. I, I work for a, um, I work for a uh, home improvement store um, in Texas, and he was in North Carolina, and my sister kind of set us up, and I, I came out two weeks before 9-11 to meet him, and then I just never left. He got deployed, and I stayed with the kids. We've been together ever since. Was an interest in the paranormal, was it kind of uh, like declared on both sides when you first met? Did you discover that you're both interested in this kind of thing? No. <laughs> well, like I said, she was more the, the paranormal, you know, she's, and then we met people who actually did it. And I just kind of came along, you know, just to. Both, both of us were, were kind of afraid to tell each other how our interests, what our interests were um, at first, because we, uh, I, I know I, I, it was before mainstream, you know, before the shows came out, like Ghost Hunters and all of that. Um, when you would talk about what you were interested in, they 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 would come down on you pretty hard and, and you know, call you nuts. So we were a little reserved about it um, at first. But then then, you know, it just it, it just came out. And it sounds really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's an effect partly due to the X-Files in the 90s. I think it had Great quite a, a lot to do with uh paranormal things becoming a bit more accepted. Now, I think there are quite a few people have maybe even been just enjoyed the show because it, they just enjoyed a show. And maybe because of that, they've kind of uh, got an interest in the paranormal. But definitely the last 10, 20 years, I think TV for sure has become so, so much more paranormal friendly. And we have to wonder 10 years from now, unless it's just a kind of passing phase, you know, maybe maybe it'll become even more accepted and we will never hear sarcastic news stories about UFO sightings and whatever. Definitely seems to be going that direction. I hope so. I really do. Because there's a lot of people who are, are, are experiencing things. And believe me, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic without being a cynic. I, 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 I am very skeptical on, on certain things, but I'm never cynical about things. If you tell me a story, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to understand, you know, give, give you the the uh, the full benefit of the doubt. If I don't believe you, that's my right. I'm not going to call you out on it. I'll just, you know, kind of graciously nod my head and 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 walk away and probably become really good friends on Facebook. That's usually what happens. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I try to. I, I keep an open mind, but I, I'm not. I'm not convinced on a lot of things. Um, we, we Bigfoot hunt. Trust me. If there was, for me, if there was a, a 10-foot being out in the woods, I, I wouldn't be out there with it. It, it just wouldn't happen for me. So if, if I ever do see Bigfoot, I will never go back out in the woods again. Not going to happen. So you basically look at this in an academic fashion. We'll go to the site, see what's going on. But if the UFO lands or the creature comes forth, I'm out of here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, I don't know about the UFO part. I mean, that's, they may, you know, 
I, I don't know about that one. I mean, I, I definitely think I would uh, still stay. I mean, it would definitely, as I've talked to some witnesses, it would definitely have a, a an emotional impact on me. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that I would stop. And I, I'll say, like, I have a lady, a friend of mine, Denise Stoner. She was a uh, she uh, as a uh, she was an abductee. Yes, she's been on the Paracast. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she is still very, very active in it. In fact, I even had, just to let you know, I had her look over my book on certain parts because I wanted her to, you know, her input. Because, um, mm-hmm. like I said, and, you know, and she's one of, like I said, she's one of those abductees who I, I, I do believe something happened with her. She's very convincing. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, I think... Uh, I think many of us uh, don't accept all abduction uh, cases, but there are some cases that just, you know, they they just seem to be so good. Mm-hmm. I, I do think it does happen. So, so Tracy, specifically talking to you, what what is your kind of what is your thing in terms of paranormal? What's your favorite kind of uh, part of the paranormal scene? Is it ghost hunting or UFOs or what? Um, I, I like the ghost hunting. That's that's kind of kind of my thing. Do you actually go on ghost hunts? You know, I, I know you've said you've been to a couple of places, but do you go with the gadgets and stuff like that? You know, EMF meters and whatever. Do you do you go that far, or do you just like to visit these places and have a look around? Yeah, we've actually. I've been on uh, quite a few ghost hunts uh, over the years. Uh, we have uh, some friends who are about as professional, close to professional as as you can possibly get. Um, they have all the gadgets, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, per- See, with with me, I'm I'm really not out to prove anything to anybody other than myself. So I really don't need the the gadgets. And but you do have a ghost hunting bag. I do have a ghost hunting bag. I, honestly, I would just I used to work at a cemetery. Um, I used to do the uh, state regs um, for burials, and I spent a lot. Obviously, spent a lot of time there, and I've had a lot of personal experiences that um, validated it for myself. And that's really why I'm in it. Um, I know a lot of people are in it to get famous and and to get on TV, and it's just really not my thing. Well, the thing is also, when you go on TV, nobody's handing you a big check. No, no, no. they're not. <laughs> we know how that works. It doesn't happen. Only very, very few people who get involved in this field or these various pursuits come out of it with lots of money. The rest are just regular people who have an interest and they pursue it. We're going to pursue one more segment with the Robinson family, but not that Robinson family from Lost in Space. It sounds like we can start a new show with this. I'm going to ask you also (laughs) about what the kids think about this. Tracy and Robert Robinson. The book is Legend Tripping with Gene and Goggs. You're in The Podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have... A Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. You know, great t-shirts, fabrics, 
and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. This is Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. As a business leader, I know that babies born very sick or too soon cost businesses billions of dollars each year, in addition to the emotional stress on employees and their families. That's why Famous Footwear is committed to raising funds to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in the March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusades, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Tracy, I'm so glad to have you on the show. In fact, we'll just throw Robert off. I'm kidding. <laughs> but seriously speaking here, Mommy and Daddy are looking after ghosts and UFOs and cryptids. What do your kids think? They think we're crazy. Yeah. 
They come out with us, though. They think we're nuts. No, um, my, my daughters are, are very weary on the whole ghost thing. Uh, it, it does scare them. They like to go out. And they like to do this kind of stuff. They love going out. Here's the thing. We have, uh, Rob has six, uh, three children. I have three children. Um, when we brought them all together, they were all teenagers. And we were flat broke because <laughs> they were expensive. We had to figure out things to do with them that wouldn't cost too much money. Uh, and, and keep them safe and, and, and not behind the video games all the time. So we just figured what better way to do it than to introduce them to uh, our weird world um, and keep them out of trouble. So it, it, it worked. Um, and, the, and the kids do. They liked it. They, they mm-hmm. really liked coming out with us. And it brought them together, too, as um, uh, step-siblings. What kind of vehicle do you have to have for six kids? Although, of course, some are grown now and they a don't bus. go out with you. A bus. A, a Ford Expedition. <laughs> <laughs> Filled we, with all sorts of goodies. We end up having to put stuff on top of the roof sometimes when we go out. You're not going to be like Mitt Romney who put his dog on the roof. Oh, no, 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 nothing no. like that. I can't get over that story. I am sorry. That gets us into the political realm, but I can't get over it. Do you ever take a pet with you? Do you have pets? We had heard and read some stories where animals are very um, sensitive. Sensitive. Yeah. So we did go ahead and we have brought our dog Kelly out with us a couple times just to kind of see what. And there's been a couple times when she's been really scared of things that we didn't know what was out there. Well, in fact, over at the uh, uh, where we go Bigfoot hunting, I'm not sure if I can mention the name or not, um, one of the houses that we do stay at, she has uh, dogs out there that will start to literally shake. Now, these are police dogs that she has, and, and they will start shaking whenever she feels that there's a Bigfoot in the area or a Sasquatch in the area. So a dog that's trained not to be scared is scared. Yeah. Yes, yes. I have a, a just a small uh, tale on that line of talking. Just very recently, due to work, I was doing a course on a Saturday. And during a break, I happened to overhear the course instructor was talking to a gamekeeper. He was the head gamekeeper from a very nice classic Scottish castle called Fivey Castle. It's about 50 miles from where I live. It has a number of ghosts associated with it, which you can look up on the internet. But as soon as I heard them, heard the word ghost, I literally walked over and kind of said, sorry, I couldn't help overhearing, da-da-da. But anyway, so this gamekeeper, the course instructor had asked him, so, you know, are, are there any ghosts there or have you seen anything? And this, this gamekeeper happened to say that while he doesn't, he's not into ghosts or paranormal at all, he said that outside one of the rooms where supposedly a green lady has been seen many, many times, he swears that his dogs, his hunting dogs, whatever, two of them, every single time will stop there and stare into this from outside. And he says that, you know, when there's no one there, they don't do it anywhere else but that same place they act. So, you know, because people like gamekeepers, they know their dogs very well. Mm-hmm. in all circumstances, and he said they act differently. And he's tried to kind of debunk it himself, thinking, you know, is there anything that looks like another animal? I don't know, a cat? Is there anything, maybe a, a high-pitched sound humans can't hear anything? But he can't find the reason, but he just says, so I'm not into this, but my dogs act weirdly every time they're in view of this place where supposedly this goes to scene. So I, I, I think uh, having... 
you guys being able to take or even trying to take an animal out, I, I think it sounds great because we know we know various animals have can see a little bit more into the, the visible spectrum of light. You know, I believe that some insects can maybe see an ultraviolet. Birds can see an ultraviolet. And we know that, say, for instance, dogs can hear a far greater range of frequencies of sound. So there's every reason to believe that they can detect things that we can't. Well, there's another thing that dogs can detect it, and very few people even even broach is the smell. Just the scent of smell. Um, you know how you are in an area um, that could possibly be haunted, and you get that faint smell of something that's foreign, and you and it kind of it kind of hits you for a second and then it goes away. Dogs can smell it for like miles. The, the scent dogs are are insane. That's why they they use them for tracking. So I think that also has to do with it too. Is is the sense of smell with dogs. So, Tracy, where do you have maybe on your mind as possible locations that you'd maybe like to visit and explore in the future that you haven't already been to? Oh, no, Scotland. We're definitely in Scotland. That's that's my dream. Edinburgh. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, the Edinburgh. underground. The underground. Yeah, his, his mother's from Scotland. My family's uh, originally, um, well, I'm, a, I'm kind of a mutt, but I do have uh, relatives from Scotland also. So, so dogs, you're going to put them up at your home? <laughs> Let's all meet up and go. I mean, it looks a scary place, and I haven't been there myself yet, but I, I definitely do want to see that also. So we're setting up this meeting here. They're going to travel to Scotland. You'll put them up in your palatial <laughs> estate, <laughs> and you'll, of course, feed them. Absolutely. I'll wash their clothes. Haggis. As well. what? I want haggis. I don't want any haggis. Well, we'll have to shoot one that morning so it's fresh. <laughs> shoot a haggis. You can't shoot a haggis. Just it's a it's a sheep stomach. I know what it is. Okay. You won't believe how many people that we've we've actually got with that. It's occasionally, maybe working with someone even from England, and if enough people, Scottish people, tell them that uh, no, a haggis is a small animal, lives on heather up in the hills. Sometimes they start doubting themselves. They go, oh, maybe it is. <laughs> it's like a you, can, you can really lead them on about this stuff. Yeah. We used to go snipe hunting. <laughs> I grew up in the woods. The, the woods are a scary place to be after dark. There's no street I'm not lights. Afraid of it. I'm really not afraid of the woods. There's, there's not much that scares me, honestly. I, I, I'm just, really, I, I raised six kids. I'm just not afraid of a lot of things. Well, you probably need a rest cure after that. So going out to look for ghosts and UFOs and cryptids, got to be relaxing after six kids. I just had one to deal with here, my wife and I. He lives in Madrid, by the way, now. And he was enough. We quit while we were ahead. And I know different people can handle things like that. My late brother had four kids. So that's how it goes. Hey, guys, this has been fun. Robert, could you tell our listeners... If you want to know more about the stuff that you do and the stuff you're working on, where do they go? Well, I have a blog called Legend Trippers of America, and my book is available on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, and uh, Books A Million, and at the original of... It is uh, published by Adventures Unlimited Press, uh, David Childress's publishing company. And if anybody uh, buys it and they run into me, I'll be more than happy to sign it for it, and I'd love to talk about Legend Tripping if they have any stories. The book is Legend Tripping, The Ultimate Adventure. You can find us on Twitter. Yes, you can. Look for the Paracast on Twitter. You'll find out what we're doing, and we put up announcements of forthcoming shows over there. You can also find two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. 
One's a group. One's a community. And according to Facebook regs, you can't merge them because if you do, one has to go away into the wind, to the mist. We also have another radio show for you to listen to. It's called After the Powercast. And what's After the Powercast? It's a wrap-up show. Sometimes we feature special guests. Sometimes we have no idea what we're going to do. But then we sit down and do it. And magic occurs. We never know. To hear that show, you've got to sign up for the Paracast Plus, our subscription service. We also offer a higher audio quality version of this show, higher resolution, commercial-free. We kill 41 minutes of network commercials, so you don't have to use the fast-forward button. All that, plus show transcripts, classic episodes. We just debuted a book that's kind of a biography of Ray Stanford, that he wrote with Chris O'Brien, we have the introductory chapter up. Lots more features coming. To learn more, go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com, plus dot theparacast.com. The subscription rate, like Mad Magazine used to say, our price, cheap. Thank you both, Robert and Tracy Robinson, for joining us this week on The Paracast. Thank you, again. Take care. Talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for having us on. We really appreciate it. And it was great talking to both of you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.